0: episode outside i don't know what the what's the temperature out there 38 degrees i know what you know what the sun is shining the leaves are falling the grass is green it's a beautiful time to be a sand boner happy dallas week are you kidding me you're goddamn right i'm gonna drop this episode outside and i'm probably gonna freeze my ass off by the time it's over but nah man waking up to 28 degrees are you kidding me and again Come Sunday, Sam Boners. We're looking at 68 and sunny. You absolutely got to love it. Hope everybody's as fired up as I am for the first annual Sam Boners tailgate benefiting the Ronald McDonald House charity. Can't thank everybody for all the love and support. We'll get into that in a second. Big week on tap. Holy shit. Halloween dropping on a Tuesday night, man, that throws me off. Like, give me Wednesday, right? It I, I, takes me two, maybe three days to recover from the weekend just like that. Dude, Halloween is just uh, off the rails anymore, Honestly, God. Like, back in the day, it was zero frills, right? We went up to the attic or down to the basement. We made up a costume. We grabbed our pillowcase, and we were out from 6 o'clock till 9 o'clock. And you know what, like at the end of the day, like it, we, we all, I, I don't know, as a kid, I grew up as a free bird, right? Just, just running around the neighborhood. Uh, I loved Halloween though. We had the greatest, greatest times growing up Southampton, Bucks County, hitting the Dorchester apartments. Holy shit. Like six or seven of us, uh, primarily the OG Sam Boners. We'd all dress up as this, as the same costume. And we'd hit the Dorchester apartments. Like you wouldn't even believe it. Eight doors at a time we were picking up pennies pretzel sticks reese's peanut butter cups you name it and we were hitting we were getting eight different items in a matter of i don't want to say 18 seconds up and down the steps holy shit we're off the rails here early and often fond fond memories of growing up as a kid going out trick-or-treating southampton bucks county represent fast forward I don't know, how old are we anymore? I uh, mean, Fast forward 30 years, and now it's become more of kind of like, a, like an extravaganza. Like, people are just getting after it. Like, I do not recall growing up as a kid and, like, walking down the street and seeing houses with, like, orange lights and purple lights. And, like, every single bush is covered in cobwebs. Like, dude, people decorate for Halloween more than they decorate for Christmas. I kid you not. But, man, we had an unbelievable Halloween here. A Halloween for the ages. Now that's cheesy. But at the same time, a couple food trucks pulled up, a barbecue truck. Shout out to Sante's Slices. Sam Bone or Chris showed up slinging some pies. Everybody was happy. Everybody was having a good time. The fire pits were rolling. The beers were flowing. And the kids were running free, having a grand old time trick-or-treating. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Uh, Brady Mac and, and his crew, they were not selling out the pillowcase, you know, you, like you, you cannot sell out the pillowcase. Like, if you're going trick or treating and you don't have a pillowcase, that's just, that's just honest to God. That is a rookie, rookie mistake. Yeah, unless you're, you know, a toddler or under the age six, but like eight years old and above, you got to be rocking a pillowcase because if you're not, I'll tell you what, like, that's, I hate to say it, man, that's amateur hour. I'll, I'll never, I'll, I'll never forget. This is so funny. We get back or we're, we're, we're hanging around the fire pit and my my, my kid's crew comes back to the driveway, and my buddy Ryan grabs the the sack. I don't know if it was his son's sack or my my son's sack. You would never guess in a million years the first thing that he pulled out of that pillowcase, and it was a bag of Funyuns, man. Funyuns, man. Like, whoever is out there giving out Funyuns. Kudos to you. You take the cake. That is the number one. Like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, like, I get it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give out the big bars. Like, everybody wants a fucking big bar. Sure. Everybody wants a king size. Like I know there's people out there. Shout out Red Red giving out the king size bars. But, like, you know, and don't take anything offense to what I say. Because at the end of the day, I'm just fucking venting and just ranting and whatever. I just get this shit off my chest. We move on and we live our life. But, like, I'm sorry, but you're not going to remember the house that gave out the big bar. You just really aren't. Like, and if you are, like, I guess that's cool. Like, yeah, there's those guys give out the big bar, those guys give out the king. But you know what? The guy down the street gives out funions, man. He gives out Funyuns. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Fuck me, man. Right in the goat ass, honestly. But welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Sam Boner show. I'm Sam Boner Mick. It's me. It's myself and it's my microphone. This is my individual segment. We were doing the Mondays with Mick until we uh, rolled into a, a new uh, experience with Mike Gill and, and Colin Thompson, just chopping it up with those guys, all things Philly sports, food, travel, where to go, where to hang out, you know, where to just do whatever you want to do on a, on a on a beautiful weekend. And, and I got to tell you, man, it's an unbelievable time to be, you know, it continues to be an unbelievable time to be a Philadelphia sports fan, an unbelievable time to be a Sam Boner. You know, I'm, I'm quickly starting to finally get – over that Phillies hangover, you know, yeah, shout out to the Texas Rangers, uh, you know, finally capturing a, a World Series uh, first in 63 years. And I'll tell you what, like that. Honest to God, like that helped me. That helps soften the blow, dude. This crow, you shut the fuck up already. I'm doing a podcast, but like that softened the blow. Like God forbid if Arizona went on and won that World Series, then it would have stung because they won back in 2001, and then like they would have had two, and it was like no, dude, Arizona does not deserve that. The Phillies deserve it. But lo and behold, lo and behold, GHE, the Texas Rangers were a great, great baseball team. They showed it last night they pedal to the goddamn metal when it mattered and you know at the end of the day they they captured the, the the trophy and they are your world series champions uh that said like where did it all go wrong for the phillies uh, i'm not as hung up on it as i as i was last week but i still have questions and i don't think it's a choke job and i don't think it was a coaching um, situation maybe a little bit there, but I think it was more of like a, an individual contribution and something fell off. Like I don't know, maybe the locker room got drugged or something like that. Like honestly, God, like because the way these guys were swinging and and approaching, you know, each at that, it just that just wasn't the case throughout the entire season, even in the wild card series, even in the divisional series, and just for what it's worth, like I, I've never seen such a, a, a major change in someone's approach. And a couple guys, and I'm not going to drop names anymore. These guys, I love these guys, man. My kids love these guys. I love this team. At the end of the day, they are still, in my eyes, one of the greatest Philadelphia sports teams that I will always look back on. I will always cherish. And I'm hopeful that uh, a majority of these guys can stay together next year and, and make another run because there, there was, that was a ton of fun. And uh, you just got to love, you know, the core, the core pieces to that lineup. And uh, man, I, you know, unfortunately, I don't think Nola is going to. Be with us next year, but if he is, you know, look out, man, look out. So, you know, with that said, I'm officially, officially going to put the Phillies talk to rest. God, what a bummer. But you know what? We got Dallas week and there's a lot to look forward to. Again, we got the big event on Sunday, benefiting the Ronald McDonald house. Appreciate everybody coming out, supporting such an unbelievable cause. Can't wait to just rub some shoulders with some new folks and get our sand bone on uh, proud, uh, Appreciate, uh, you know, our our proud sponsors, you know, obviously the original fudge kitchen, uh, who, who supports, uh, our production at not for long media, uh, true believers of all the not for long media shows, Colin and Jack and and the crew do an unbelievable job. Just been a, a pleasure working with, with these guys. So appreciate the original fudge kitchen shipping fudge all over the country. Great, great time to get your fudge game on and, uh, you know, ship some fudge to some friends for, you know, the holidays shout out to our good friends, Uh, Pete, Pete's famous pizza. Pete's just an unbelievable dude. His partner, Gus, these guys uh, love the Sand Boners. They love the Sand boner show. They love putting out great, great food and they love yucking it up and just getting after it. Uh, Big time Philly sports fans, big time just Philadelphia food fans. Uh, they're gonna be coming down to the event, throwing some Stromboli's. I'm hearing some good things about these stromboli sand Boners. So we're gonna get getting our sandbone with the Pete's famous pizza Stromboli's this weekend. They also own Mustaki, Mustaki Gyros, not Gyros, the authentic Gyros. New location over in Fishtown. Absolutely dynamite! You fucking just gotta love it. And then last but not least, our good friends right here in Maple Glen Pizza, uh, Verona Pizza. These guys are absolutely crushing it. They really are. And to each his own, man. Because this cheesesteak, in my opinion, is one of the best. One of the best in the burbs. But, dude, let me just fucking tell you right now. So, you know, appreciate Verona coming on and just supporting the show. But, like, okay, that's Montgomery. That's Montgomery County. So, Verona's Montgomery County Maple Glen Pizza. But, dude, let me just tell you the representation that's coming out of Bucks County right now. So, we hit we hit Lucatelli's early on. Can post hit like 115, whatever. That's crazy. Oh, I don't know. I don't get all that shit. But uh, dude, a lot of love out there for Luca Telles. We're going to be dropping our top 10 here soon, tomorrow, as early as tomorrow. And let me just tell you, it is not easy. It really is not easy. There are so many good cheesesteak joints right now. Like in my opinion, and I'm I'm always in the nines, right? I'm always on my quest to find the best, right? I'm not driving 50 minutes to go fucking eat a pile of shit just to put content on the board. Like, hey, look at Sam Boner Mick. What a dick. He just dropped a fucking six point one because he wanted to go to this place that has a shitty cheesesteak just to entertain his Sam Boner friends. Now that's not how that's not how it works. That's not how it works. We're out here grinding. And if you're going to start a cheesesteak joint, you better be doing it right. You better have the Lysios, the Aversas, the Carranges, the Sarcones. But, man, alive, like how do you separate yourself from everybody right now? Because, you know, look, and this is just, this is just me – you know, I've been I've been part of this landscape for you know four or five years from now. Like you know, I, again, I, I think everybody's entitled to their opinion, and that's why we created the Sam Boners because at the end of the day, we're all the same. Like everybody has an opinion. Right? Give a shit. At the end of the day, you don't like his opinion or vice versa, but you know, the the, the latest and greatest debate as of recent has been you know the the, the meat to roll. Proportion or the, the meat to roll ratio, right? Really, a key word here distribution, seeded John's, Cooper Sharp cheese, American cheese. The distribution like, holy shit, man, it brings me back to when we just started, you know, cutting our teeth, doing the sand boners. But, you know, part of the scale, it does, you know, fall in line in terms of how much meat that meat to roll ratio. And a lot of these new age cheesesteaks, now, granted, I don't love it, right? Like, Fried and I were talking, like, you know, if you're going to put out put out some more meat like, and you got to use a fork to push it off to the side because it's too big, that's just leftover meat you can make a little wrap with. But there's also on the other spectrum of, of people's opinions is that people would prefer not to deal with all that messiness, right? So like to each his own, but like. In my opinion, like I've and i given some of my my advice back to some of these these pizza shops, these steak shops. and I don't know if they want it or not. Like, again, I'm not I'm the fucking food critic. I just love to get out there and sand bone. But, you know, like you could get away with a little less meat. You you really could. But like, who am I? Who am I to say? Like, at the end of the day, like grab a fork, push it off to the side, use it later. Maybe make a cheesesteak, egg and cheese omelet. Or just a cheesesteak wrap. Or just throw that cheesesteak on top of a Caesar salad or some sort. I don't know, man. Like, really, at the end of the day. But, like, it is interesting, man. And it's just getting to be very, very hard to narrow down a top ten. And, you know, just you're looking back on all the old school guys. And now there's this new age cheesesteak. Like, how do you separate yourself? Like, I'll tell you what. Like, you know, you know, kudos to Danny and Angelo's. And we used to talk about him a lot. You know, he, he, he was kind of the, you know, at the forefront In terms of using the Cooper Sharp American. And, and, you know, we would go there and and the the girls at the front desk would do a good job of actually asking if we wanted the Cooper Sharp. He knew he had something up his sleeve. You know, that that, that American cheese sauce also stems back to like Chickie's and Pete's, Steve's, Prince's Steaks, but it wasn't the Cooper Sharp. And so until the Cooper Sharp came into play, I think there was a new vision across across the board with all these pizza shops, all these steak shops, you know, and, like, back to Bucks County, like, Luca Delli's, Coaches. Shout out to Loretta's in Bristol. Uh, what's the other one by uh, Holy Cross? Uh, Guido's. Um, dude, these guys are, are pushing good rolls, good steak, Cooper Sharp cheese. Uh, is fried uns the separator? Like, you know, like, you got to have good fried uns, right? Like, somebody just dropped a sand bone from Donkey Place, and not, nobody, like, dude, I don't know. They're like caramelized uns. I love caramelized uns, But, like, I will say it does look like a lot. Like, why do you need so many caramelized uns on your cheesesteak? Or is it a roast beef sandwich? But, dude, the cheesesteak game, especially in Bucks County, especially in Westchester right now, Westchester is like another cheesesteak capital. Are you kidding me? With Steaks Westchester, Lorenzo's, American Pie, uh, New Haven was out there at one point. These fucking places continue to pop up. And I always thought all along, man, especially with the pandemic back in 2021, 20, like, you know, if you can make a play out in the burbs, you're going to thrive because, you know, it sucks. But people don't want to go back into the city as much as they used to, which sucks, man. I fucking love the city, man. Love Sambone in the city. I'm going Sambone today. I'm opening up a new month, San or I'm going down somewhere. I don't know if it's going to be the city or maybe just on the outskirts of the city. I'm close to Chestnut Hill, Town, which are just two awesome places to to get food. So we'll see, I'm gonna fire up a new month. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be hot roast pork. Like I said to myself, let's get back to the basics right out of the the, the bockery that we had going on over the summer with you know grilling month and beer month. Holy oh, shit, beer month was awesome. Uh, you know, I said, let's get back to the basics. So we fired up hoagie Month in September. We did cheesesteak month in October, and we're going to go hot roast pork month in November. But it'll likely turn into like hot turkey month or gobbler month or maybe just pour a bottle of whiskey over your head month. Because honest to God, Sambo Nation, love it. You just got to love it. You know, I'm going to keep on Sambo and hope you keep on Sambo and appreciate everybody tuning in. Appreciate all the love and support. Can't wait to meet everybody out there on Sunday. Fly Eagles, fly on the road to victory, and we uh, interrupt this broadcast, so Sam Boe and Rick can take a sip of his coffee. All right, and we're back. We are back. Moving on from the Phillies. Moving on from cheesesteak month, although I'm craving one. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I'm craving a cheesesteak. That's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. You know what else is pathetic? James Harden is pathetic, but man alive. Am I glad to see we get rid of that fucking creep like seriously like god damn it what is it what is it with philadelphia like why do we continue especially the sixers man is there something in that fucking locker room like god is that like are this are the philadelphia 76ers one of the hardest teams to play for I, i i i just i don't know man i really don't know you know like and and you know, we used to talk about, like, how Philadelphia sports were doomed until, like, you know, William Penn could see the stadiums of something of something like that. Like, some sort of conspiracy theory around William Penn. I don't read too far into that. But, like, I'll tell you what, man. The Sixers are, man, they look good. I, 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 I'm told they look good. I've caught a couple games. I, I see some real um, good energy from Nick Nurse. I'm definitely glad we shook up the coaching situation. I don't think doc was the right feel and the right play for Philadelphia, but like as an overall organization, man alive, that is a question mark, but kudos to getting that fucking piece of shit, James Harden out of here and whether it was a a bag of nothing, but no, it looked like we, yeah, we got Roko back. We got some future first round draft picks, some cap space. So dude, you know what? Hopefully it, it works in our favor. And again, it clears the cancer out of the clubhouse and that's most important but we are off we are running it is dallas week god damn dallas week america's team america's team give me a break america's team uh, talk about the biggest choke artist organization in all of america america's choke artists is what they should be called Dak prescott yeah you look good last week Dak. Give me a break. You, you, you know exactly what's coming for you. The electricity in that crowd come 425 on Sunday. I, I just, I, I laugh already. I really do. And I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to come off cocky. But, like, I am just sick and fucking tired of Dallas being labeled as America's team. But, yep, that said, I'm going to take a more of a humble approach. They are 5-2. and two. They did just blow the doors off of the Los Angeles Rams. I'm sure they're fired up. This is a good little uh, early season matchup to what likely will be, God, I can't believe I'm saying this too, two playoff contenders. Uh, it is a tough, tough division. The NFC East has always been a tough, tough division. East Coast football, PA, Ohio, D.C. It's a great, great, great thing that we have going on here. Seven and one versus five and a two. NFC East, 425. Holy shit, dude. Talk about. One of the best rivals in all of NFL. I pulled this up. I really did. Top five rivalries in NFL history. And I was shocked to see that the Cowboys-Eagles wasn't number one. Number five, Dallas Cowboys versus the Niners. Number four, Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Bengals. Number three, Green Bay Packers versus the Chicago Bears. That's a classic Thanksgiving game. Number two is the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Dallas Cowboys. And number one, top five rivalry in NFL history is the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Baltimore Ravens. Like that's another turkey ball, right? I I, I don't know about that. I, I, I dispute that. I say Eagles, Cowboys all the way. Even Bears, Packers. Or like, what about Lions, Packers? Nah, Lions suck. I don't know. Lions are good this year, though. All right. what else do we got man God the memory is just you know the, the one thing that the, the first thing that sticks out to me when I think Eagles Dallas I, I think I think it was like in like the night like 95 96 when the Eagles had to stop it was like the game was like 17 17 at the time winding down fourth quarter and Emmett they stopped Emmett Smith on fourth and one and they called the play dead because of the two minute warning. And then lo and behold, shout out again, GHE Holy shit, the lo and beholds are flowing. We had to stop them again, and we did, man. Holy shit, dude. So that was one of the best, like, fourth and one stances. And it, it, it happened to be versus the Cowboys against Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman. Yeah, that's where they got the whole America's team. That's when they were good. But <laughs> been nothing since then. Tony Romo even. Jeez, give me a give me a break. What else stands out? The Sean Jackson's 91-yard touchdown run all the way to the house. Uh the the game where the game where TO made his return. Shit, I'm drawing a blank on some of the details here, but I, I'm I'm pretty certain that the Eagles shut him down. He had a rough day and McNabb went off. We won that game. Like some of the biggest like Cowboys, Eagles showdowns in the history of this rivalry, the Eagles have won the game. Have won the game. And you know, another quick stat. I did write this one down. Uh, they, they, well, I don't know. I guess this isn't Sunday night. Technically it is though. Cause it's daylight saving. So come four twenty-five, it's going to be fucking dark. So it's going to feel like a Sunday night football game. That series for a total of 16 games. The series is currently tied eight, eight. And just, you know, ah, man, I, I unfortunately will not be going into the game on Sunday unless I sneak in or, or climb the fence. Maybe I will. Maybe that's what I need to do is just sneak into the game. Um, for anybody not going, not having tickets, we do plan to head over to like the Palladium or chickies and Pete's or maybe Xfinity live. You know, what's going to be a fucking nice day. Maybe we just watch it outside at the Xfinity on the big screen. That could be a good call. Honestly, that could be a great, great call. <sighs> Holy shit, man. Let's get fired up. Sambo nation. You know, it fires me up. And it's, 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 it's at, the end of the, at the end of the day, like, you know, like I have three kids, right? They're all involved in youth sports. So we're always running and gunning, like it it, it never stops, you know. And, and and like another just oh my god, bone to pick. And I brought this up a couple episodes before. Like here's an idea: oh, uh, we have to remake that game from last. We make up that game from last Saturday uh, because it rained. Why don't we reschedule it for Sunday at three thirty? Right. 3:30. Is that a good time? Yeah, it's perfect, right? Because, you know, the Eagles start at one and they don't end till 4 four fifteen. So let's miss the fourth quarter. That's a great idea. So, you know, unfortunately, I don't make the rules. I don't have the, the final say. You yeah, know, my wife was even like, you don't know, think? I'm like, no, I'm going to my daughter's game. I don't care. She's two years old, 16 years old. I'm not missing my kids' games. But what I can tell you is thank the living Lord for Meryl Reese. Because Without him, I don't think some of us Sam Boners would get by. Like, same with Harry Callis back in the day. Like, these guys are the legends when it comes to announcing professional sports. But Merrill Reese and Mike Quick are quite the tandem. And again, I don't know enough about, you know, the rest of the league. But we are truly, truly blessed to have an iconic voice, like a Merrill Reese. Like at the end of the day, it's not even that big of a deal. Dude, we were struggling that game against Washington. That was like kind of like, it was a good game, but it was just like, God damn it. Like, come on, you're better than this team. And they kept turning the ball over inside the five. I had to leave and listen to Merrill for the entire fourth quarter. And we just turned on the jets, dude. Like everything just started to click. And I'm just starting to think like, dude, I should be listening to Merrill more. I've tried to cue it up like with the radio and the TV but with like YouTube TV it's just a pain in the ass because the YouTube TV will you know skip out here and there and then the you lose the uh the sync up with with Merrill. It's just too much of a too much of a pain in the ass. But oh my god, what is wrong with me? I mean dude, just I I, I love Merrill Reese. I really do. I love fucking listening to Merrill Merrill Reese. So, with that said, Sam Boners, I think we covered it all. Uh, cheesesteak month another another unbelievable month for the ages it's always cheesesteak month in the sand boner hood keep on sandbone and baby uh, just another uh, again you know you don't have to listen to this but a, a quick shout out to everybody who has uh, contributed for the big event on Sunday benefiting the Ronald McDonald house like just shout out again to you know food schoolore who's contributing you know, the steak meat, the burgers, the dogs. Lysio's Bakery coming in clutch with all the rolls. Sam's Italian Market donating some tomato pies. Pete Famous Pizzas bringing some uh, just homemade strombolis that everybody's been raving about. Cooper Sharp Cheese chiming in with just like 12 blocks of Cooper Sharp Cheese. Can't thank you enough for all the, the love and support. The brewery game. Like, dude, the brewery game. Like, just being able to, you know, go out here and meet some of these guys, whether they're the head brewmaster, the owner, the VP of sales, like there is so much love from one brewery to the next, right? It's not even a competition, honestly. Like I, 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 I love craft beer. I don't drink a lot of it because if I did, I'd be probably 275 pounds, which I don't know at the end of the day, like, but no, I, I, I just can't thank everybody enough. You know, Warwick Brewing Farms, Victory Brewing, Wissahick and Brewing, Concha Hocken Brewing, the Vault down in Yardley. What a cool little spot that is. Workhorse brewing in King of Prussia. Um, Evil Genius donated a gift card, which is really cool. So we're, you know, we're gonna raffle off some different baskets and uh, give people an opportunity to go, you know, check these places out. Luca Telly's with a gift card, De Bruno Brothers with a gift card, the Philly Soft Pretzel factory from Longhorn, Long Langhorn, huge fans of the Sanboner Boner page chipping in. With some soft pretzels, as long as somebody can go grab them for us. But uh, just again, and then all the self contributors with the ice, uh, Robbie and and his dad spearheading this whole entire thing, dude. Fucking shout out to everybody, Sambo Nation, alive and well. Let's go have ourselves an absolute unbelievable, unbelievable day. And uh, I can't wait to just you know rub some shoulders with all you folks because this has been nothing but a ton of fun. And I can't thank everybody enough for all the love and support. And again, I don't mean to be cheesy, but that's what I – sometimes it just happens. It just happens. Um, last but not least, shout-out to Bobby Knight, man. Rest in peace, Bobby Knight. Like, I, I, I have a ton of respect for Bobby Knight. Now, granted, you know, he, he probably kind of fell off his rocker. But, like, that guy was not only just entertaining, but, you know, he's just an old-school type of guy, man, that just put everything out there on the floor, like that blue-chips mentality. Like, he just – you know – and I don't think you can get away with that anymore just with this new day and age. But at the end of the day, like that guy just wanted to win. He wore it on his sleeve. He did it for just, he, he, oh, man, you know, that, 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 that guy, you know, I, I think there's a mixed bag of feelings in terms of, you know, would you go send your kid to play for him for three, four years? Uh, you know, this day and age, I don't I don't know. But back in the day, I'm sure my father would have because he's a legend. He's a legend for NCAA basketball. And uh, I love that this is the time of year where we're going to be able to go watch some you know, local high school sports, go down, and get some big five action in a big college football. I'm sorry, college basketball, high school basketball rat. But it's either here nor there. And I think I covered everything for the day. I'm sure you've all dropped off at this point everybody has a great great weekend see you on sunday and around